Hi, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and Living Local, and brought to you by Bank ESB. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS, and here is your host for this episode of Business Talk. He's the editor and associate publisher of Business West. Here's George O'Brien. Okay, welcome everybody to another episode of Business Talk. Uh, We have a tremendous show for you today. I'm really looking forward to it. My Say, I can't wait to get started, but I will just one minute because we have an important message we need to hear from this month's sponsor, Bank ESB. Bank ESB is here for local business. As a local bank, we provide everything you need to thrive around here, including personalized guidance and business products like free checking and cash management services. Unlock your potential and learn more at bankesb.com slash business. Member FDIC DIF. Okay, we are back on Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. I'm George O'Brien, the editor of Business West Magazine, and as I said, we have a great show for you today. Uh, Most of you are probably familiar with a program that we started a few years ago. We call it Women of Impact. Uh, This is another recognition program that we created to, as that name would suggest, uh, recognize women that are doing uh, great things in our community. Uh, We could have called it uh, Women in Business. Uh, We didn't. We called it Women of Impact for a reason. Uh, There's lots of different ways women make an impact uh, in this region and in this community and uh, in business, but also uh, outside of business within the community. So we called it Women of Impact. It has been a great program so far. This is our fourth edition of it. Uh, You probably just saw the most recent magazine. We introduced our winners Over the next show, I'm going to have a couple of our winners on to uh, uh, present some of these great stories, uh, let people know who our Women of Impact are this year, and uh, kind of give you some insight into why we started this and and why I enjoy this so much. Uh, I love telling these stories. So, uh, And also to put in a plug, uh, we have our upcoming uh, Women of Impact event uh, coming up at the Springfield Sheraton on December 9th. Uh, Tickets are available. Uh, for information, visit uh, businesswest.com or call 413-781-8600, uh, extension 100. Okay, we'll get that commercial out of the way with and on to what we really want to do today, and that is introduce Maddie Landrau. Uh, Maddie is the Program Engagement Manager at Mass Mutual and one of our eight women of impact for 2021. Congratulations, Madeline. Thank you. Thank you for being on today. Uh, this is a, a great story. Can I call you Maddie? I think everybody else does. So, yes, feel free I to call can. me Maddie. Maddie is Maddie is fine. So, thank you for inviting me here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. As I mentioned, uh, we call this program Women of Impact. Uh, you are women of impact for a, a lot of different reasons. Uh, let's start with what you do at Mass Mutual, uh, Program Engagement Manager. That is a a uh, big job with a lot of different responsibilities. You want to kind of talk uh, quickly about what you do for the company and how your work brings you into co- the community itself. Sure. Um, I oversee the Mass Mutual Foundation home giving portfolio and the associated relationships management. So I work with local nonprofits, primarily in the Springfield area, um, and providing the web funding to um, provide service to our community. I'm also the lead for the LifeBridge program, which is a free life insurance, free life insurance program for eligible parents. Um, under my leadership, we've given away over $708 million in free life insurance across the U.S. That's tremendous. 
And I also managed some um, live events in national markets. And for those national markets, it's the Future Smart Program, and it's a Mass Mitchell's financial education program that educates middle and high schoolers. So again, you know, helping them make financial decisions and career choices um, so they can, you know, uh, make progress in their lives. Now, I know that program has kind of had a, a take up a, a bit of a break during COVID or at least be kind of presented in different ways, but, but you're still trying to get that important message across about financial literacy. How are you doing that in the middle of a pandemic? You know, the, the company Everify that we work with are very creative. So what they've done is created other opportunities you know, to connect with local schools and the teachers and making sure that kids still had access to these type of programs um, and access from home. So not just within the schools, but how do we make it more available digital-wise? Well, thank you very much for that. Um, as I mentioned, there's lots of different ways that, that people make an impact, uh, and your nomination certainly uh, indicated that you do a lot of work for Mass Mutual, but you're also out in the community quite a bit. You're active with the Hispanic community in Springfield. You're a trustee at uh, Westfield State University. Uh, great uh, school there. I've taught there before. I, I know uh, you're doing great things there, but I, you also do a lot of mentoring in the community. And I wanted to spend a lot of time talking about this. And uh, as I broached that subject, I wanted to, to talk about a quote. One of the people who nominated you said this about you. She doesn't seek to shatter the glass ceiling as much as to open the windows and welcome more people in. I, I love that quote. I wanted to know what you thought of it and how you go about uh, opening those windows and, and letting more people in. Instead of the shattering glass ceiling, you know, that, that invisible barrier that we are all aware of, I'd rather talk about opening windows. To me, windows symbolize hope and the possibility of a happier outcome. When my mentees feel like they're in darkness, to me, opening windows can be the light that provides them with clarity. Um, again, the more windows that you can open up, it creates an alternative path that sometimes, you know, the mentees that, that are under my leadership do not think of or can visualize at first. Um, Windows can also be a desire to escape, right, to a better life, a better way of living, again, seeking opportunities. <clears throat> um, and again, when I share these, this concept about opening windows with my mentees, they get to see more clearly in order to generate ideas and achieve goals and make progress. And to me, the more windows that you open is the more women that you can bring together to to create success and open up that pathway, right? Or that barrier, right? So that, you know, instead of, again, talking about that glass ceiling, what about creating a, a wider path for women to see themselves succeed um, at different levels? So it's not always, you know, again, trying to, <clears throat> you know, shatter that, that invisible barrier that, that presents itself in so many different ways. How would these introduce Mentees are introduced to you. Uh, I, they come to you from a, a number of, of different agencies or connections that you have. How do they come to you and then under what circumstances? These are mostly young people, I assume. These are usually 13 to 18 and usually, wow. you know, within my networks, 
I might get a phone call to say, Maddie, you know, young lady needs help. Uh, we think it'd be a good match. Um, and most of the times it is uh, through Nunar Citizens Council, um, the nonprofit organization that not just Mass Mutual works with, but I'm also engaged with volunteering. They send, you know, mentees my way. So they come from a variety of, of places and even within my own neighborhood, right? We, I live in a unique neighborhood where we know each other. <clears throat> and so sometimes some of these kids are placed in either foster homes or being raised by their grandmothers. So they come from either community, my neighbors, nonprofits, you know, my friends' networks, they work in, in colleges and they see that, you know, they might be struggling from for one reason or another. So in various, various ways, and even inside Mass Mutual, it's just, you know, that connection. It can be that we're networking and all of a sudden, you know, an individual and I kind of hit it off. So sometimes I go beyond the 18 when it's someone within the walls of Mass Mutual that I'm mentoring because they're either you know, they need that sounding board or they need someone that they just want to share an idea and no one else is, you know, hearing them or they're not being heard. So again, using my own networks um, is how do I connect them to a mentor or most of the times they start with me and then I say, okay, regarding what the topic is at hand or what their idea is, I bring my network into to play as well. Let's Talk some more about that in a minute. Let's go back to something you, you mentioned earlier, uh, your neighborhood. Uh, this is the Plainfield neighborhood of Springfield. Uh, it's in the North End. For those of you who are not familiar with it, uh, this is uh, in the North End of Springfield. It's a largely Hispanic neighborhood, uh, one of the poorest in the city and, and also one of the poorest in the state. Uh, you obviously had an opportunity. You came to Brightwood, I think you said about 30 years ago. You've obviously had an opportunity uh, to leave Brightwood and, and, and move elsewhere uh, into the suburbs, if you will. But you've chosen to stay right there. Uh, and I think that that's great. Uh, that's you're, you're part of that community and you chose to stay there. Can you talk a little bit about that? Mm, sure. I mean, Brightwood section um, of the North End is considered a hidden gem. Um, most of the folks um, on the other side of the park are homeowners. And it's a really unique community. It's a community that sticks together and thrives together. And this is how I grew up in New York City, in Brooklyn, um, surrounding my family and neighbors helping neighbors. It doesn't matter your level of education. It doesn't matter, you know, the level of income is we all work together to make sure that the community thrives. And moving into this area, that's exactly what I saw and I wanted to be a part of it. And I want to continue to be a part of it. And that's what I've stayed. So let's go back to your your work with young people in this community. When, when you and I talked, you said you talked to them a lot about the choices that they have and the decisions that they make. And that um, you know they need to think about those decisions because one wrong decision at a critical point in their life uh, can take them down a path and take them away from what they want to go. What do you tell these people about these choices that they have, these decisions they have to make and how to go about making smart choices? You know, it's, it's when you're making a decision, right? It's either there's consequences, right? Whether they're good or bad, <clears throat> there are consequences. What I, I, I meet them halfway and I share with them, you know, 
my upbringing a little bit so that we start building that trust. Um, and then I want to hear about it here. Why are they seeking me? Why are they seeking mentoring um, so that I can guide them in, in the right location and, and the right pathway? So serving as, as that sounding board for them, listening, right, and listening with, with purpose, not just listening, but listening with purpose so that we can create some goals and some accountability. This is, what, this is how I start my conversation with them. Not all of them are at the same level. Some of them, you know, are educated or less educated, and some of them come from adverse backgrounds, right? So it's understanding where they are, but really driving home the decision about education and making financial choices. You know, what I shared with you previously is that sometimes they, you know, they live beyond their means. And I think if they were to step back and and realize that you don't always have to have the fancy coach purse or, you know, the cores, sunglasses, you know, making healthier choices today can create success for tomorrow. Can you talk about the the results that you think you're seeing from all this, not just from the mentoring uh, about financial literacy and the importance of, of being financially sound, but also about education. Uh, this is a message that, that hopefully resonates with, with people and you're a great role model for that. Uh, but uh, are we seeing results from a lot of the work that you're doing here and, and how do you measure results specifically? You know, there are some mentees that I stay in touch with and, you know, to see the growth in them, um, from where they were, you know, two of the mentees are in Florida. One of the mentees is in California, you know, and again, you know, little notes that they send me here and there, you know, and I see success, right? One of the other elements that I drive home is the education piece. No one can take that away from you. And the more educated and, the, and this personal investment that you make within yourself again, leads to success. And so it's not like I'm checking off boxes and saying, you know, out of the 100 mentees that I've mentored throughout my lifetime, you know, 80% are successful. <laughs> Even making small changes, for example, instead of, you know, there's a couple of young mentees that instead of going to McDonald's, now they're making, you know, rice, rice and beans and chicken for their children. And I've share with them and and they've come to realize that it's easier to cook a meal and faster and healthier than to stand in line at a McDonald's to buy that hamburger or french fries. So to me, those are uh, different measurements. When I see success, you know, a couple of mentees are working at Bay State, right? Instead of the gas station, instead of, you know, your minimum wage jobs. Now they're inside ER. Um, and, you know, it gives me great pride um, that they've listened. They've listened. And when I hear that a few of them are also, you know, mentoring their younger sister or younger cousin, I'm like, all right, Maddie, you did something right. Okay. Well, you've done a lot of things right in, in this community. So, uh, you know, moving forward, I just want you to, to talk a little bit about uh the Hispanic community in Springfield. Uh, this is now a, a minority, majority city. Uh, we're starting to, to see more 
Hispanics uh, serving in public office, uh, representing their cities. Uh, how do you get that population more involved or even more involved in the community that they're living in? Is engaging, is grassroots. You know, one thing about the Latino market, we're not transactional, right? We're about building relationships, right? And once we build that relationship, we're loyal. We're a loyal brand. And, you know, it's starting grassroots. It's working with other community leaders, right? Um, to identify what the topic is or what the issue is. And again, working collectively um, is how we continue to, you know, to either look at um, Adam Gomez becoming senator. I mean, Adam Gomez was hanging out with my kids um, not too long ago. And so it's looking at what those issues could be and working collectively. There's, there's no hero or shero here. It's about making sure that your community can progress. So what does that phrase, woman of impact, mean to you? And, and how do we uh, get more women to follow the lead that you've set uh, in terms of, you know, being a, a force, not only in the, in the business community, but, you know, a force in the community and a force in the lives of other people as well uh, to, to offer themselves up as mentors and then to be that role model. You know, when I, when I look at myself um, as a community leader, right, it's a self-appointed position. It's not like someone elected me or appointed me. It's a self-appointed position. And to be that community leader, it's, you know, taking responsibility for the well-being and improvement of communities. Um, it allows you to work on issues. And I think that everyone has a passion, right? I think search deep in and figure out what your passion is and work towards it. You know, there are many leaders who, who you know, walks the talk. To me, walk towards the talk. The more that we can build leaders to take on, and I'm not saying take on 100 mentees, I'm not saying, but one at a time, you know, listen and listen with intent. And when you are in the room where you can make a difference, have a seat at the table, but don't just occupy that seat. Make sure that it's actionable. Mm -hmm. And the more that we can talk to one another and create that network of community leaders, you're going to see change. You're going to see involvement. You're going to see collaboration. Um, because again, to, to me, a leader is someone that knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. They have to act with honesty and integrity and stick to your core values. You'd be surprised that the impact that you have on people, um, and this is receiving this, this, I am so humble because receiving this award has really opened my eyes on the lives that I've touched and the lives that I've made a difference, um, but also people who've made a difference in my life. Um, and it's humbling. It's humbling to get all these text messages I mean, I reread my story. You did a phenomenal job in pulling out information from me. You know, I don't toot my own horn and I don't do this to receive an award or to 
be labeled, wow, what a shero she is. I do it because it's a passion, because I feel that I have something to share, my own knowledge, my own experience, my own downfalls. Um, and if I can share that with others, why not? So that they can make financial and education decisions. Okay, well put. And I uh, want to thank you for coming on today. Congratulations again on being a woman of impact and congratulations for your work to open those windows. Uh, I, we need more people like you in this community. So we want to thank, thank you, you for doing that. Thank you for being on. Uh, thank you for all of you for listening in today. This has been another episode of Business Talk, a podcast by presented by Business West in partnership with Living Local. Uh, sponsored this month by Bank ESB. We want to thank them for all they do. So we'll see you next time. We're going to talk some more about Women of Impact. We're going to have more of our honorees on in the next few weeks and, and present more of these incredible stories. So thank you again, Maddie. Uh, good luck thank to you. Thank you, George.